0: The name on the front
1: is a hell of a lot more important
0: than the one in the back. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about
1: how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Wham! Cut, zap. First try. Why so serious? He's a fast killer. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. I'm freaking pump. I'm a drink green tea all goddamn day! I don't know. I have a bad feeling about this.
0: Hello everybody, you are listening to the Good Day for a Movie Podcast. My name is Tate, and I'm joined, as always, with Sage and Jacob. It's bye. Shit. How'd I do, Jacob? It is bye. It is bye. bye. <laughs> Fuck, I'll redo the whole thing. Uh-huh. Just kidding. Yeah, uh,
1: Tate, is, Tate is driving this vehicle. I'm the driver tonight. As you can tell, my voice is not good. I'm a little bit under the weather.
0: Jacob's Jacobs running a hot fever, so I'm taking the wheel. And Sage, I swear to God, if you give me any backlash, I will turn this car around. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, starting off the new year, Tate is the moderator. Maybe this is going to be a new thing. Uh, Jacob's pick to start out the year we did uh, to finish off the year we did do the wheel to decide if there was going to be a new rotation no didn't do a wheel not a wheel what did we do we do you asked Siri, Siri. <laughs> we did Siri and uh, there was little to no change in the lineup Jacob going first but now I am going second and yeah, you're going second. I go third is going yeah. third yep fuck I forgot that so it's not your pick tonight brother no. <laughs> You're going to have to wait another week. No. So, to start off the new year, Jacob picked the mummy. And I believe that this came about because we just watched the movie that had Rachel Weiss or whatever.
1: Yeah, Rachel Weiss was in Fred Claus. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I love Rachel Weiss. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I love that she this movie. was in Fred Claus. I forgot about I that. I thought that's right? how this all came up.
1: Yeah. That was the main impetus behind it. Oh my God, this dog. Laney is going to drive me insane more than the sickness is because she just won't leave me alone.
0: Yeah. She wants, she wants to play. She wants to go outside and do things. Yeah.
1: I know she wants to go to the office. So bad. imagine
0: how much worse it would be to be sick and have kids. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't even imagine
0: <laughs> a dog's one thing. I've been in that position too. And it is tough. Cause you like feel bad. You're like, yeah, I would love to take you on a walk and give you as much attention as possible but I'm also dying and imploding at the same time. So please. And they just don't understand. But kids, they don't understand and they retaliate, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, I can't confirm, but it sounds terrible. I could, you'd nerf guns to the head, base baseballs and softballs to the nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you get no breaks. It's not like you get to Const- chill and watch a movie. Constant or, screaming. Yeah, you don't get to sleep in or anything because of that. Oh, no.
1: I also just had to take take the sweatshirt off because I was sweating.
0: <laughs> yeah. What What are you at right now?
1: <laughs> Temperature wise, I think hundred something.
0: Hundred, but like hundred point something. Yeah, hundred like hundred and five. No. Yeah. I think he. Well, let's it, get I the live. I don't know.
1: Oh, it we went down a little bit. Ninety nine point six. Nice.
0: Hundred
1: point five.
0: Hmm. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> this is your flu game. You're gonna have to push through.
1: Yes, the Mummy, nineteen ninety nine, at an archaeological dig in the ancient city of Hamanoptra, an American serving in the French Foreign Legion, accidentally awakens a mummy who begins to wreak havoc as he searches for the reincarnation of his long lost love. Directed by Steven Sommers, starring Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weisz, John Hanna, Arnold Vosloo, Kevin J. O'Connor.
0: Is that Erica Wesley, Barty. or is that what? Is that Wesley, or your Doglini? That's Wesley and Momo playing in the background. For those of you who don't know, my grandma's in town.
1: That'd be everybody.
0: We have been watching movies. I'll tell you something. Wow.
1: What movies have you guys been watching?
0: We watched The Mummy. We were supposed to watch a movie, but we binge watched season one of Ted Lasso yesterday. And today we watched The Boys in the Boat. Hmm. That was pretty good. Was that that. a theater movie? Yeah, we went to the movie theater. Wow. Look at you. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so we'd Sage, you've seen the mummy or no? I yeah, definitely seen it a few times before this. Uh, it had been a while though; I forgot uh, f- a few pieces to it. Well, and I always mix up uh, the mummy, the mummy two. I think I've seen the mummy two. How many mummy? Th- I don't know movies if I've seen there? the mummy three. I think there's three. Okay, there might have been a fourth. That I think they got
1: into some weird spinoff stuff with the Scorpion King with The Rock. You know.
0: But I, do, the I mummy, don't, but yeah, I mean, I, this is my first time actually fully watching the mummy. So I think the mummy too, is where you stop. Cause the mummy Two is not as good as the mummy, but it's not but bad. It was just good. It was like just good enough to where you're like, okay, I didn't waste my time. And Jacob, you've seen this movie many times.
1: Yeah. But I mean, kind of similar to Sage where like, I probably haven't seen this movie in 15 years before yesterday. Um, and like fond memories for sure. And I was Halfway worried that it wouldn't be as good. And I was excited to watch it again.
0: There we go. Um yeah, uh not streaming anywhere. It was for rent on Apple and Amazon for a few bucks. But um
1: I don't think that's true.
0: Um, well, now that I said it, I think it is true and we're gonna <laughs> move on. It was true for me. <laughs> I didn't I didn't have any options, but rent. Just kidding. I think it's on Hulu. Like, no, I don't think it is. How did
1: you watch it? I watched it on 4K. I bought the 4K. Oh, disc. You, have the, wow.
0: you have the DVD. Yeah. All right, so it is. Oh. oh um, it was free for Jacob. It's quote on it says TNT subs, TBS, and True TV. Oh, so it's on
1: Hulu Live. Okay, lame. Never mind.
0: <laughs> Anywho, The Mummy is one of those that's like. Always on hotel TV. Yeah, it's that's why I you feel the like the Half of this, it's like, no,
1: it's on normal Hulu. Yeah, it's on
0: normal Hulu. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, I just gave Amazon three more I? bucks. Yeah, I just gave Amazon four bucks. I'm gonna ask, I'm ask old Jeffy boy to reimburse me. He's gonna say no. God damn it! All right, well, fuck me. I guess I just rented this movie. So, mm-hmm. and with that. Have you
1: met Ted? Ted doesn't remember what to say, does he? No. We'll see on the other side.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to put together what Sage was saying, but it was a how I met your mother joke. Mm -hmm. took me a minute to get that. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? I I thought you were saying a Ted Lasso thing.
1: Many men have wasted their lives in the foolish pursuit of Hominoptera.
0: Most have never returned. I think you found something.
1: the creature that we have feared for more than 3,000 years, is the bringer of death. He will never stop. This summer, Universal Pictures invites you on an extraordinary adventure beyond life and time.
0: What's that? So I watched this movie with Momo. Momo had never seen this movie. Oh. Wow. For those of you who don't know, Mamo is my grandmother. Oh. And
1: Tate's grandmother. And Aunt oh. Tate's
0: grandmother. Allegedly. Oh. But <laughs> <laughs> after the through the movie, I kept asking Momo, you know you know, Mama, what do you think of Brendan Fraser? And she'd go, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'd say, Mama, what do you think of Rachel Weiss? And she'd go, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I, at the end of the movie, I said, okay, Mama, on a scale of one to 10, what would you give Brendan Fraser on the stud scale? And she'd say, mm-hmm. Eight and a half. Oh. Eight, eight and a half. Eight and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, okay, Mama, more importantly, what would you give Rachel, Vi- Rachel Vice on the babe scale out of 10? And she said, Oof, nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> she's not wrong.
1: <laughs> no, she's not.
0: <laughs> she's not wrong. <laughs> Brandon Frazier is a stud in this movie though. He used to be a stud. He well, physically went downhill. Uh, I feel like uh, I've never seen him in anything other than like in my head, he's either this character or he's the whale. And there's no in between. <laughs> like in my head, there's no in between. And so I'm like, he's either just a full blown stud, or he's. The what whale. about
1: George of the Jungle?
0: I d- don't even know. Yeah, can't even picture him. Oh,
1: you didn't watch that movie growing up? No. Well,
0: and I'm because he was a big character in Scrubs. Uh, so oh, and he that was around was. that was around the time the Mummy came out. So I like the Mummy. It was post Mummy when he was in the Scrubs. Yeah. So I, yeah, I he's think still in, Scrubs, in stud so phase. Yeah, he was still in stud phase during Scrubs. Yeah. But Rachel I, ice. Loved,
1: I loved George of the Jungle. There are a few George, of the jungle, the mummy, um, uh, Nicholas Cage, National Treasure. Like there are a few of those like 90s, 2000s adventure movies type of deals that I just watched over and over as a kid.
0: Holy shit. He's he's a stud in that, too.
1: George of the Jungle. Yeah. Yeah. He's ripped. He doesn't have a shirt on for most of the time.
0: <laughs> Holy shit, he's ripped. Yeah, he was a mega stud when the mummy came out. Wow. I do kind of like how he just doesn't care anymore though. Like I feel like he's I like how
1: he's just aged.
0: Yeah, he's just aged like and it, he just he doesn't put on
1: some weight for the whale for sure. Um,
0: he lost some hair. He's not like a stud muffin anymore, yeah. but Yeah. And he's not
1: like trying to like save it either, which no. I love. Yeah, Because I think it's lame when people try to do
0: that. Yeah, he's just owning who he is. and He seems like a genuinely good dude. Yeah. But also, Momo nailed Rachel Vice. Yeah, she's a babe. Pop the Molly. Everyone was sweating on Rachel Vice in this movie,
1: and not just because I have a fever.
0: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> nice. What a three point five. The fever. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's now that we've gotten some stud and uh, babe ratings out of the way. Uh, Sage, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it was just as good as I remembered it. It's not anything like magnificent or special, but it's certainly not bad. Not even close to like it's the very good to maybe great scale. Ooh, maybe great scale. Mm, very good. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'll go next to let Jacob go last, um since it's his pick this movie's fine. I mean, I think I'm the the freshest opinion out of all of these. Um and like I've said I, I've seen bits and pieces of this movie at random points in my life I can't even recall, but um watching it in its entirety it was very typical 90s adventure like you were just saying jacob and um it nails that but (laughs) there's so many like plot holes that i just have to like let it be or there's so many just like aspects of this movie that i just have to let it be what it is and not take it too seriously um but it's a silly movie it's fun um there's not as much adventure maybe as i thought there would be um but at the end of the day, I think it was fine. It was a, I'm glad I watched it. It was a semi-entertaining movie. Um, but I, I think there are other movies like it that are done a lot better.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously, if you want to use the word rip-off, a rip-off of Indiana Jones, and it's going for that Indiana Jones feel. But I think of all of the movies that have tried to rip-off Indiana Jones, The Mummy does it best, and Brendan Fraser does the best job of trying to be a suave, devilishly handsome Harrison Ford. Like, I, I think he does a, like, Fraser is very, very good in this movie, I think. And as that, like, leading man adventurer, hunk of a dude, like I think he knocks out of the park. Rachel Vice is, like, got, like, I, I think she's almost a better version of any of the Indiana Jones girls, except for maybe Marion. Marion was pretty good, but, like, she's got her stuff down and, like, Maybe not quite as, like, badass, but, like, I don't know. I am with Sage. I think this is, like, good. Maybe could possibly be great. I don't think it quite gets to the great, but a very good movie, very fun, and, like, just an easy thing to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I, I right off the bat to kind of kick off more of the conversation after the first reviews um, or first thoughts, Brandon Fraser did kill it. I think he was awesome for this role. Like, he was, I, I think he was probably the best in the movie. I think he was even... Yeah, I think he was the best in the movie um, performance-wise because he just understood the assignment and absolutely nailed it. Like, he was kind of that, like, cocky, um, cocky, good-looking dude that's obviously the um, hero of the day. But he also does a good job of, like with that kind of like balancing that with like the the soft, cheesy. He's
1: a scoundrel with a heart of gold.
0: Yeah, that kinda of like all of his interactions with um Rachel Vice and stuff like that. Like he did good kind of showing the two sides of his character um and slowly going kind of from one to the other more. So he was great. Um she was also great. But yeah, I think he, he took the he took the cake.
1: Yeah, I mean if we want to cover like the things that like I think bring the movie down a little bit. I think some of the humor is overdone a little bit or just misses the mark. Um, And maybe like, maybe it was good in 1999, but just isn't in flavor anymore type of deal. Um, Like, I I think the side characters are like where you get most of that with like the Jonathan, the brother and Benny. Um, But like, even though all of their jokes don't hit, like they're still like enjoyable. Characters and like Jonathan's a douchebag brother who is just an idiot, but he's fun to spend time with. And Benny's like really easy to hate. He's just got a very hateable face. Even though like if some of the things you do, you're like, okay, well that was like stupid outside of the movie. Like you can kind of look past it because he's got such a punchable face.
0: Well, and that's I think his voice is more punchable. (laughs) His voice is is his voice.
1: Whose voice is worse? His or mine right now?
0: His. (laughs) Yeah, I would listen to your voice. Uh, <laughs> That's all I heard. Anytime he spoke. <laughs> <Holy> friend, <Rick. laughs> well, and the other character... So, like, there's, in my head, like, the three kind of goofy characters are the brother, uh, Ben, Benny, whatever, and then the uh, the guy who was trying to hang... The warden. The warden. Um, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, I forgot about him.
0: He's kind of, like, he's... I think he's also kind of silly. And I think yeah, he, he I liked really his goofiness the most out of all three of them um, like he there's one or two times where he kind of made me barely chuckle I'm not going to say I laughed during this movie barely the chuckle. one that made me chuckle was when he was like are you going to pay me with something else so I get very and she smacks his hand and everyone goes yeah, <laughs> just laughs and he's like hang him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one the one that made yes. me even though it's like the most textbook joke ever was when she was like he was like 10% or she, he was like 15 she was like 10 and like they are negotiating, and she's like 30, and he's like 25, and she goes, Deal, and he goes, Ah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like that is the stupidest joke in the book. And that one made me chuckle a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I like that That's just awesome. to show how kind of just dumb he was. Like he didn't, he wasn't a good warden. He was just a warden. <laughs> but uh, I liked the brother. Uh, he was, did y'all ever watch Spartacus? No. He was the. Um, whatever you call it slave owner in spark like he was the the gladiator owner whatever you call those
1: spartacus which one from when
0: the the tv series not the movie from 19 oh
1: whatever. okay i was gonna say yeah no way the one it didn't yeah. uh 2001 a space odyssey guy direct that
0: yeah uh kubrick it was yeah kubrick, it didn't want a kubrick's okay. first films i watched that too that was really good but uh spartacus tv series he was the like a gladiator owner or whatever but he's really good i thought he did good i i I liked his role in the movie he just Um, didn't like i feel like he was supposed to be the another funny goofy character and he didn't make me really laugh at all i think he was more of just a failure of a sibling (laughs) (laughs) to put it lightly well but he (laughs) like he was kind of a key piece in some of these situations, mostly when it came down to literally the key, like when they were on the boat and like the people came and raided them and the ship was just (laughs) caught fire so quickly. Um, Like he was the only one that kind of came back in the room, saw the key, grabbed it before they left. And I was like, good on you mate. And then then. he saw the key. He went to get it. But one of the,
1: the dude was on fire,
0: the dude was on fire, grabbed (laughs) it and started like hacking up people on fire And then he confronted the brother again right before he jumped off the boat, and he pickpocketed him as he was jumping Mm, off the boat. Yeah, okay. So that's what it was. Um, But anyway, he got the key. And then uh, the second time was when they were, like, using using the key to open something, like when they were down underground, and something happened, like a scream happened, and they all started to turn and run. And he was the only one that was, like, grabbed the key. And I was like, thank God, like, they at least have this guy doing, like, Paying attention to what matters. Yeah, but he was incredibly incompetent at the end. Oh yeah. <laughs> so which is funny so unbelievably like, incompetent. He he was the one that like saved the key a couple times, but t- turned out to be not very competent at all. Yeah, yeah. He was a, he was a interesting. I mean, he was a necessary character, I think. To yeah, I mean, mostly also for the to help build the romance of it. I think all in all, we've established that this is not. A 90s movie like a movie in the 90s this is like
1: no it came movie. out in 99
0: like rating wise it's not a 90s oh I yeah Sorry. I, I still it's, didn't know what you were saying this is like between an okay movie to a very good movie its range is tight it's not gonna go higher than its range it's like where this movie's fine it, like on a on a serious level it's a fine movie what subjectively determines whether or not it was a good movie is how much you enjoyed it. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, and there, I
1: think there are two all time great characters in this. I think Imhotep is like an all time great villain. Like yeah. something about that dude's look is just great. And like his different powers, the 10 places of Egypt, I think they pulled off pretty well. And the like Muslim swordsman dude, that Ardeth Bay guy yeah, is just an all time badass.
0: He's sick. I love the, yeah. Is he the one with the tattoos right here? Yeah. 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 Like, he, but he, like
1: he belongs in Lord of the Rings.
0: Yeah. He was sick. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He was very sick.
0: Yeah. I did. I, so I think one of the things that I do like about this movie is the whole setup and the main plot. When I said earlier that there's like plot holes, I don't really think that, I don't know if it's what you want to call it, not plot holes, but just things that don't add up throughout the movie. <laughs> like when they go from scene to scene, it doesn't really fully add up, but as far as main overall general plot, I do like that it's just kind of sets you up with um, in Egypt, this pharaoh or whatever uh, gets betrayed, wife dies, or she commits suicide. The guy like, has this whole ritual to bring her back. They don't let her do it. So he's, his whole thing is to come back to life so he can wreak havoc on the alive and, and uh, reincarnate his wife or the, his lover. Um, So I do like that that's kind of the whole driving plot. And I do like him as a villain. I think you're right in that. Uh, But that goes back to one of my favorite scenes, which is like in the first scene where they're all fighting, our man's with the, whatever his name was, with the tattoos under his eyes. Um, I like how they're just the party that just watches. They're like, we don't get involved in any of this. We're literally here for one reason, one reason only, and that's to protect this so this guy doesn't come back. So I do like that. I like their character as a group. I think it was great. It's very
1: plot. reminiscent of in the first Indiana Jones movie, the people that are protecting the, or no, is that the third one? That is the third one. They're protecting the Holy grail. I don't know if you remember that movie with Sean Connery very much, but it's very reminiscent of that where there's this ancient the group, order. Yeah. Where they're protecting the secrets of the Holy grail.
0: Yeah. See, like, I think that's awesome. And it helps with the whole plot. Especially because everyone else in this plot just is like searching for treasure. So, Tate, what, what were your thoughts on Emotep's girlfriend's look? Uh, the first girl, yeah. Whew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first, well, it's funny. <laughs> the reason I say it is because uh, I think before Momo and I watched The Mummy, Tate and I were talking about what's the Quentin, Tarant- the Quentin Tarantino oh, movie, Robert Rodriguez, Dawn Before Dusk or whatever, Dawn, Dawn to, Before Dusk, Dawn yeah. to and Dusk, or something? Yeah. About, yeah, yeah. D- Tate was talking about Salma Hayek in that scene. And so I rewatched and I was like, yeah, I know Tate's type. And then immediately mummy starts and, you know, Tate's girlfriend just slowly struts in. I was like, I bet Tate yep. is enjoying yep. the start of this movie. Oh, the movie started <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah. No, she was a mega babe. And I kept being like, yeah, bring her back. And then when I had to choose between Rachel Weiss and her, I was like, fuck. Yeah. That's a tough one. <laughs> I still the, like a old Egyptian lady, yeah. but no. Yeah. Gorgeous. Um, Where were we? Where, I feel yeah, like it's it was hard going. to think about something else after talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was just going to say, so like, so kind of, I mean, I think one of my favorite parts of this, where this movie gets good for me. So like, I think it started good when it like setting the scene. I think it, is exciting when you're kind of meeting the first characters in the in the today's world of like Rachel Vice, um, uh, fuck, what's his name, main character, uh, Brandon Gleason, oh. um, yeah, just and you're meeting... Brandon Gleason, <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> what the fuck is his name, <laughs> Fraser, <laughs> um, but when you're like meeting all the characters, I liked the excitement. There was like excitement there, and then, um when I think this movie starts to lose me a little bit is during all of the archeological digging scenes. Like those scenes don't, to me don't really seem to like matter too much. There's like a cute, a a key, like two nuggets that come out of it. But for me, like I felt like it wasn't really much of an adventure. Like they just go start digging and then they're like all fighting each other. But also like, like the, the whole thing with the American squad that they were, competing against to find this treasure or whatever that was all kind of dumb in my opinion yeah like you don't need to add that in the story just let them go dig and find out the booby traps themselves i think the key to it was that this was the first time the actual experts of egyptian like history and archaeology show up i think like the protector mans were mostly fighting off treasure hunters that didn't like brendan gleason or god dang it you got me now (laughs) Uh, like Brendan Fraser, who were treasure hunting but had no idea what they were doing once they got to the location. I think the difference here was that they had Rachel Vice, and then the other side had their like super professor man. Yeah, but why do you even need the other side? Like, why do you need the Americans other than characters to die from booby traps? That's like the only thing that I can see. It characters is. to die from booby traps. Yeah, that's yeah. But like the fact, I think that it's things- also to like uh, carry forward the rivalry between. Um, Man, what was this character's name? Cooper O'Connell. O'Connell. Uh, it was like a continued rivalry of O'Connell versus Benny, because like Benny wasn't gonna yeah, but help that, them out. But that's where I just kind of think that was the stupidest part of the whole movie.
1: Yeah, and I mean the Americans were also like ridiculous too. Yeah, it's like they were written by somebody who'd never been to America or ever like only read about America.
0: Yeah, which yeah. is weird. I'd agree to that. It's it was, but I like I think yeah the main thing I just didn't like is that they're like, they're competing, but like, it's the stupidest thing to compete about because they're just like going to the same site and digging, but not going to harm each other. So it's like, what the fuck is the race for? Uh, anywho, all that was dumb. And like basically, like I think the stupidest scene was when, um, they were all like going, they like were down in the trenches or whatever, and then they just like come around a corner and they're all pointing guns at each other. For like two minutes, and then they're like, "All right, well, you guys dig here." You're like, yeah, you can dig here. We'll go dig somewhere else. So I was like, "Why are you even fighting over all this? Like, this is the dumbest thing ever." So, anyway, the American characters didn't help the plot at all, other than showed ways to die. Yep, I'd have to agree. I did like their um, how Emotep had to eat basically eat all of them. Yeah, that's <laughs> to, the, like come back to form. Well, I that's, that was that's because. They opened the book, right? Yeah. The, the, the book. they opened the box. The box. They opened the box with the book of death. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because everyone in that room was, for some reason, the ones that he needed to suck up. Now. Yeah, because they were the part ones of the, that curse. the box. Yeah. yeah. Whoever opens the box, he has to. Like, but it wasn't like it's whoever's in the room, kind of. Because that's why, like those like six people that were like the natives or whatever, they like ran out the hallway. They're like, "Fuck that shit." And, and Benny. Yeah. 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 Okay, so it was everyone in the room that opened that was there. I when think anyone the who box participated. Participated. Yeah. Who actively okayed with the opening of the box. Yeah. Yeah. And that was um, that was a weird thing. Like, why can't he just eat anybody's soul?
1: Because it's not of open the box.
0: God, I know, but that's dumb. I like that he was afraid of cats. I thought that was a cl- I forgot that.
1: Yeah, I funny. forgot about that, that too it until it it popped up again. I was like, that's very funny.
0: Yeah, that was Like
1: <laughs> the cat's just on the piano, He's was like,
0: ah! Yeah. So- oh <laughs> is that like a <laughs> thing? it's yeah. out it's like no, not fucking with this that those
1: fucking scarab things are one of these that's one of the scariest things ever in movies
0: that would the be, be the scarab that goes to... into the skin yeah oh the fuck little beetle that. thing into yes your brains. yeah yes i don't think they're actually flesh-eating
1: no i don't think that's real but fuck, no. it's scary
0: i'm googling and just because it moves underneath real. the skin so why was he scared of cats?
1: Because it's in cause? Egyptology cats are the like guardians of the dead?
0: No, I just looked it up and it said Egyptians believed cats were magical creatures capable of bringing good luck to people who housed them.
1: Well, that's not what they said in the movie.
0: It's Did they mention in the movie? <laughs> yes. Oh. It's more de- God. Uh, cats were like the fig- like the figure of god, like cows are Hindu or whatever. Oh, so and he's kind cat, of the anti Like anti-God. that's why the sphinx is a cat, like Cleopatra always had cats with her. Cats were like, so I'm sure I don't, I'm not an expert on Egyptian mythology, but I would bet you that they're like angels that are like anti-devil. And they this, said and something in like the movie about
1: that there's something about guardians of death and until he's fully reborn, he's afraid of them.
0: Huh. Okay. Well, I missed that line. I was just like, oh, that's funny. He's scared of cats. I wonder if what that's about. <laughs>
1: I, I think it's when I feel like I totally would talking,
0: have used that to my advantage way more in this movie.
1: Yeah. I'd have had
0: cats oh, in the Yeah. I would have been a crazy cat lady.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, would,
0: you have tw- uh, would you have had 12 cats, d- At 14, 20. What, oh, so many? That guy's terrifying.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think they talked about that when they were talking to the two brothers of the nights thing the, the doctor guy and the Muslim guy with the tattoos. Because Fraser was like, "Now, why don't they like cats?" And it's like, "Oh, they're blah 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 blah."
0: Yeah, they said something like, "Yeah, they're gatekeepers, and they people who are dead don't fuck around with cats." And he was like, "Good to know." <clears throat> <laughs> I do like how, as he was sucking souls, though, he was slowly like regaining his body, but he was kind of creepy, and he was like half regaining it the whole time. Like the CGI was pretty yeah. rough in the beginning, but it. Got really good, actually. Like, kind of when, when he was half human, really good half of the nineties, probably. Yeah, but when he was like half human, half mummy, that was really good CGI. And like every time his jaw <laughs> extended like two mm-hmm. feet, yeah, it's pretty terrifying. There, were, there were a few times where I was like, "This was I have not I don't think I saw this in three D, but this was definitely a three D movie where they like almost intentionally did a few scenes where. Like a scarab was like thrown and it was like kind
1: At of the thrown camera. into
0: the camera and then it changed. And I was like, oh, those 3D days. Wow. I remember yeah, those.
1: 3D sucked. Dude, yeah, that was
0: so bad. They're the best so 3D movie I ever remember 12. watching was Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yeah, the movie's awesome. I'm forever <laughs> in love with Lava Girl. No, I'm forever in love no. with Lava Girl. <laughs> I'm sure we fought about that as kids. <laughs> um, Oh, I liked how many fucking guns our main boy was packing. Yeah, he was. Bren Bren Fraser packs. I think the funniest scene though was when like I think it was one of the last scenes where they were gonna they were about to get swarmed by. Oh yeah, it's like right before I think they went into like the, the little uh, sewer hole. Um, but when I, I don't know when it was, but like Bren Fraser had a shotgun, this sword guy had a sword, and then like the brother. Just reached into his chest and pulled out two pistols, and then fired the shit out of them, and then threw one of the empty guns at <laughs> one of the guys, and then ran yeah. the other direction. I was like, "Damn, he just wasted all those bullets." Threw <laughs> yeah. the gun, and, and the
1: throw them. was so weak, the guy yeah. didn't even was even affected by it. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> that was the funniest thing that guy did was he just took his and Brent Fraser was even like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. I will say other one one other thing I liked about the movie was the settings. Um there was a major Casablanca vibe in the bar when they were like taking all the Americans were taking shots mm. at the, at the bar. I was like, this, this is bringing back some Casablanca, but I don't know what it is about those boats on the Nile, but they're super cool and interesting and pretty. And I like them. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say about that.
1: I liked our pilot, captain Winston. Howard.
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked him. Cause his name that was, a weird well, like was a weird scene.
1: That was a weird scene.
0: The whole pilot scene, just to catch up back to them. Hmm. You're talking about the what? scene where they're they, where they're flying the plane, and it was like slowly getting eaten by the sand, and then she kissed him, and then it, like they crashed the plane. Yeah, What was weird about that. What what was the point of that again? Maybe I'm just forgetting. Well, well because they, Emotep had a head start on them, and so they yeah, and Emotep they can travel
1: up. by dust storm, and they can't. Yeah,
0: he can just travel however he wants. That's the other thing where I was kind of like, how can they ever catch this guy? Because he's a. He just decided sorcerer to walk for demon. a little bit. Yeah, I know. He He's a decided. demon sorcerer. So why not just That's like, sand uh, travel You're going to talk shit about uh, Voldemort? D- well, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, he needed to be using that more. He's but, like Voldemort on steroids. It was He's like, a, actually dead. It was a. So the whole point of that scene was just because it was this whole thing to, like, find the pilot, get in the plane... Just for them to get catch up to them—that's the whole point. Well, I mean, they introduced that... the pilot earlier in the movie because Winston yeah. was like talking shit at the bar. He was like, "Oh yeah, I he's... was a badass pilot, but I wish I died with my instead." And I'm he's here steps here in the puddle or he, yeah. he
1: steps in the twice uh, pool and he's like, "Oh, somebody spilled their drink." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I liked when he walked back through it though. Yeah yeah but so the whole thing of that though was just like the whole crash of the plane scene that was just to for them to catch back up to olaf yeah it was for emo emo tep
1: did you say olaf yeah Yeah, he's not the snowman from frozen yeah
0: it's like the opposite topography (laughs) you know what i said though but yeah that was like like saying uh hold it in hold it in
1: i want to hold it
0: in for more I guess they
1: both do. Their favorite seasons are probably summer.
0: Don't let it go. Um, I thought the whole plane scene was dumb, but
1: I don't understand it. It was just to explain how they were able to catch up with EMTAP back to the city.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's all it was. Mm, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, it's just some funny shenanigans. Yeah, that's, a all, drunk, it was. Drunk that's all it was. Drunk pilot who wanted to die exactly,
1: and he was so happy to die it in the desert. He was So
0: happy to die. That's probably the doing, main, yeah, why they included that then is because they earlier in the movie gave him this whole line about well, they were like, we have to find a way for them to catch him Let's just introduce it probably the other way. it's probably a, mm. they introduced this drunk guy to be like, because we need like <laughs> we, need we, to, need well, yeah, we need a guy who really pilot wants to die that needs to die <laughs> and get these guys into the desert, yeah, yeah. All right, that's fine.
1: I do like how it, Brendan Fraser sh- shooting the sandstorm
0: was so stupid. Oh, so stupid. I will. Yeah, but I, I like it. half of the bullets in this movie were so stupid. Yeah, but they were cool. <laughs> there is so much unnecessary gunfire in this movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, made it entertaining, I guess. <clears throat> Loud and entertaining. Fun fact: things that are ten- that are entertaining tend to be entertaining. Uh. Ending-wise. Yeah, how do you feel about the ending? It was fine. I think it was, I, th- again, I think it was like the, it was well-structured from a very high-level plot of guy wants to come back from the dead. Americans, or whatever, want treasure. Through the treasure, they bring him back to life, and he threatens the world and wants to bring back his, his girlfriend, who happens to be a sacrifice, Rachel Weiss so, like, that is a good plot, and that's a good ending. because they, And they set it up throughout the whole time of, like, when you kill her, they're going to take out her five organs, and they're going to be in these jars, and th- those are the things he's looking for in order to do the ritual to bring her back. That was all well done. Um, I think, like, yeah, I, honestly, I, I don't really have much criticism for the ending. I think it was well done, well-structured and well done. Yeah, yeah like, like, like Jacob and I said earlier, it's, just, it's a simple movie. It's just a matter of like how entertaining was it. Yeah, and I think I, as long as they don't like fuck up the plot yeah. a lot, mm-hmm. it's good.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the they point. Don't, there are some simple movies
0: where they fuck up the plot, and it's like, you know, no matter how entertaining are you, you are, you really fucked up the plot here or there. Yeah, so that's what this movie did good, is that they stuck yeah. to a decent plot that somewhat made sense. Like I
1: feel like this is a great like young boy movie too. Like oh yeah, eight nine years old like just gonna be <laughs> infatuated with Rachel Vice. Yeah, I was gonna
0: <laughs> and just love want to be shooting like. Guns like, and...
1: like they don't like show too much of Rachel Vice where it's like inappropriate. You know what I mean? And like I don't know. Well, she's and, your
0: nerdy hot librarian. Yeah, yeah that's like Ooh. that's number one. <laughs> <laughs> That's up my alley. Who's also adventurous? Yeah, fishnets and sexy Egyptian goddess Tate's alley. That's my alley. <laughs>
1: really scary people. That's Tate's alley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: the more they terrify mildly. me, the better. That's mildly mildly intriguing. I'd have to say. <laughs> 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 yeah, this movie is very. I think the. It's, I mean, it's very enjoyable. I like, but, because it's all, I mean, yeah, it's like any adventure movie. I So, I think, like, the my comparison to this is um, not Indiana Jones more, but the Romancing the Stone. Mm-hmm. Way better than Romancing the Stone. Way better than Romancing the Stone. I'd honestly say, Na- Jacob said earlier, but National Treasure is, like, a pretty good comparison. National Treasure is good. I think National Treasure is better than this. I like National Treasure a little bit more. I think that's more of a writing and a and a, um, character thing though but this one on the adventure side is better than uh, i don't know national treasure is pretty national treasure is pretty fucking great Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's hard to compete with this movie but this movie is like in it's in the same realm as all of those but to me this is a romancing the stone but better because romancing the stone had a terrible plot (laughs) (laughs) and it just was so dumb i it's tough to think of a comparable for this what would be a good comparable for this Honestly, one of the first things that came to my mind was the Scooby-Doo movie,
1: like the live-action one with Freddie Prince Jr.
0: Yeah, because there's some paranormal stuff and bad CGI, and <laughs> that's crazy. The only thing that's relatable is the CGI, and honestly, Have this movie probably has it? way better CGI for what Scooby-Doo did. For Have time. you ever Whoa. seen
1: the Freddie Prince Jr.
0: Tate, they had, had a tate, clip. Tate, they had a nerdy hot librarian, Thelma. Yeah. Isn't she- <laughs> yeah. <they are. laughs> Wasn't she? Isn't that your like, heartthrob? Oh, I have a lot of heartthrobs. Yeah, Linda Cardinalini. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Jacob?
1: Um, trying to find this clip. Just
0: uh, oh, Wow. Do you guys know that this movie was a remake of the 1932 film? Really.
1: Yeah. Really? I didn't know it was With a the same
0: name. That's cool. In other news, I totally forgot that Shaggy's crush in the Scooby-Doo movies' name was Mary Jane. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke that goes right over kids' heads. Yeah. <laughs> that is very. Yeah, that's funny. not bad. That. <laughs> right, so let me pull this up just a sec.
0: Wow! In the nineteen eighties, they got the go. They got the green light um, from Universal to make this film.
1: It's so hard to find for some reason, but it's Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar talking about like why they love Scooby Doo, and Sarah Michelle Gellar's like, "Oh, it's like just such a great like movie about like um, just classic storytelling," and then it cuts to Freddie Prince Jr. He's like. It's a talking dog. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it it to just to said talk. that
0: for this uh, for this 1999 film when they were making it in the 80s and 90s that the main thing that Universal wanted was to make the mummy unstoppable and Terminator like. So that's a decent comparison to the Mummy's Terminator.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, let's About. see if you guys can hear this.
0: I'll wait till you're done every other cartoon, it was so ahead of its time. It had a story. They they, they worked hard to figure it out, and it wasn't gender-specific. It wasn't a boy's cartoon or a girl's cartoon or any of those things.
1: It was a talking dog, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> just cracks me up. Just the, the difference between guys and girls right there. Girls are like, oh, it's like all of these, like, they have so many thoughts, and guys are just like, it's a talking dog.
0: Gotta love a talking dog, dude. Okay, but who didn't love Scooby-Doo growing up? Scooby-Doo is Scooby-Doo the best. best. Roll Ro- raggy Scooby-Doo is like probably my cartoon. Ruby,
1: Ruby, Ro. Growing up. All
0: right, well, it says that, uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but they initially offered the role to Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, and Ben Affleck. None of oh, which. Oh, God. None of those would All of those would have sucked. Yeah, I'm so glad Brad Pitt didn't do this. That would
1: kill Tom Cruise him. was in a mummy movie later.
0: Yeah, it said that he was la- or Tom Cruise was later cast in the reboot film. Um, and it was after they said that they were impressed by George in the Jungle's box office, so yeah. they they liked the money that Fraser could bring in. Wow, George in the Jungle was before the Mummy. Mm-hmm. Huh. I guess so.
1: I'd give you a good George of the Jungle. Uh-huh. My voice.
0: Was, was that it, or was George to the Jungle based on a cartoon or kid's book? I don't remember.
1: Um, it's based on something.
0: I remember watching the movie, but I can't remember if it was based off something. Wow, Sage, speaking of your Casablanca references, I doubt you actually meant this, but they didn't film it in Egypt um, because of, it says unstable political conditions, so they filmed it in Morocco. They said that um, Marrakech, I don't know how you say it. Yeah, Marrakech. Marrakech. uh, That's the American way of saying it. (laughs) Had the advantage. Marrakech. Had the advantage because it was a much less modern Cairo. So it made it easier to. Mm. Yeah. For anything else filming wise.
1: So there was a 1967 American animated TV series, George of the Jungle. Which was a spoof of Tarzan. George, George, George of the Jungle.
0: Watch out for that tree. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It says that they spent $15 million on special effects alone.
1: Did I say that it was nominated for an Oscar?
0: Uh, was it?
1: Uh, yeah, for Best Sound.
0: That's such a strange award. It was I would be so confused if I got that award. It. I feel like, what, huh? like it was loud, it was quiet. It's was a lot of evenly gun balanced gunshots. That's all the sound was. Well, and I guess when the mummy would come around and stuff like and that. And the, when the mummy would scream. Yeah.
1: Made 416 million worldwide.
0: Yeah. Looks like it made bank. Yeah, there's a mummy cult following for sure. There's a ton of people that are obsessed with this movie. Um uh, Jerry Goldsmith did the score. That sounds familiar. That's the name yeah, that you would know. Yeah. Done
1: lots of scores.
0: It felt um, like a very typical score. Like, it didn't. And I thought
1: it was pretty good.
0: Well, it, good, but like very classic. Like, it wasn't anything. It was very. It's like they had a template that worked in the 90s, and they mm-hmm. said, let's do this for every single movie. And so it <laughs> works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it works. It's just very typical for this. It's like the Ford Core decade. Or the Ford Chord uh, Yeah hack, four Cord but song. For movie. <laughs> for movie yep. uh, all you gotta do is just go I mean even Pirates of the Caribbean carried on some okay. of that. Some of that. Well Pirates of the Caribbean, legend. That one fucking slaps. Yeah, that one slaps.
1: <laughs> yeah, he did a bunch of movies. Gremlins, First Blood. Um, Star Trek the motion picture that was the only thing we liked about that movie was the score hmm. um, he did Chinatown Chinatown LA Confidential
0: Tate is like your favorite guy Planet of the Apes Poltergeist
1: Air Force One he did
0: LA Confidential too what the fuck?
1: I just said he did LA Confidential you douchebag holy
0: shit he, he just, did LA Confidential he did Mulan Jacob on. lost his voice and Tate lost his hearing
1: no Tate's never had his hearing he that's did,
0: true he did Mulan <clears throat> the new or old Milan old cartoon I think Good. original huh what a guy Tate T- is he your new favorite song pun intended yeah Jerry Goldsmith The guy knows how to write hits he's dude. been writing stuff since <laughs> 1953 yeah looks like he's 110 did he die yeah he died
1: too soon yeah 2004 very dead
0: You know what's a good thing is that we didn't squeeze this movie in when we did our Romancing the Stone into the or, uh, Indiana Jones series. I would have fucking hated this movie if we did it at the end of all that. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, get this story out of my face and burn it. Yeah. I needed t- a break. hates Tay hates good, simple plots. <laughs> you, like, s- well, stupid you didn't even watch art-esque. all of these. You didn't even watch all the Indiana Jones, and you hated
1: the first Indiana Jones, you yeah. loser.
0: I watched the three that matter. I didn't. I, cho- I like any reasonable person chose to not watch any garbage since.
1: <laughs> all right, we got to wrap yeah. up here. I'm getting dizzy.
0: I know. I'm. We. Yeah. We got nothing else to talk about. Too. We are clearly stretching this out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just like, is it just to torture me? Because like, I'm seriously dizzy.
0: <laughs> no, I think. <mean, laughs> Is to make you feel better for picking a movie that there's very little to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Well, this no, is okay. this is one of those Trust movies me. that is just there's not a ton to talk about. No, there's not. There's nothing that we're it's, gonna like really disagree on. Time. Yeah.
1: No, this isn't the first time. It's un- a movie that's lost. gonna get
0: decent score that has nothing to talk about. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. Do you want to do your thing, or you want me to do it? I got it. Okay. <laughs>
1: All right, from the aggregators, a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, 48 out of 100 on Metacritic, and a 3.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd.
0: I can go first. I'll give it an 82. I think it's it's a movie I've probably watched. That's That was probably the fourth time I've watched it, and I guarantee you I'll watch it a few more times before I die. So it's <laughs> it's a good go-to. It's simple. It's You won't be disappointed, but you won't be mind-blown. But you'll probably want to watch it again after you're done watching it. That's all I'm going to say about it. And as my grandma said, you got a heck of a stud and a heck of a babe. So that that alone makes it worth watching. Um, I am going to give it a 70. I just looked back at all of the Romancing the Stones and all the Indiana Jones scores that I gave. And it's right between Indiana Jones and Romancing the Stone*, So that's where this movie lives for me. 70.
1: I'm going to give it an 88. I like it a lot. Um, very good on the cusp of great. Yeah. Average score of 80. Tate, your pick next, and take us away with the outro.
0: Oh, the outro is going to be <laughs> That's fine. You can do whatever you want with it. How many takes or are you going to um, need for that? <laughs> so-
1: you can do whatever you want with the outro. You don't have to do what I do.
0: Uh, okay, cool. Okay.
1: <laughs> One sec. I want to hear your outro. <laughs>
0: okay. <clears throat> I'll pick that for another day. Please don't pick a bad movie. Um, I So when I was back in Colorado, I sat down with Seth, and I was just looking over my list. He gave me a list of several movies that he thinks I should watch. Um, and I just wrote down the titles. I was just starting to look them all up. I didn't do my homework before this. But I don't even know if I'm going to... I'm just gonna pick this first one. I don't know. <laughs> uh, That's bad news for me. <laughs> all I know is, all I see is it on IMDb, and I haven't even read. Oh, there it is. Um, so I'm going to pick American Animals from 2018, directed by Bart Layton, uh, starring Spencer Reinhard, Warren Lipka. Uh, Eric Borsuk. Four young men mistake their lives for a movie and attempt one of the most audacious heists in U.S. history.
1: Yeah, but Evan Peters, Barry Keegan.
0: Barry Keegan, that's the face I know.
1: Are the two main ones. Oh. I don't know why IMDb has them.
0: Yeah, has them way back.
1: Oh. Those are the... This is based on a real thing.
0: Oh. Those
1: top, like... Four people are the real Spencer Reinhardt, the real Warren Lipka, the real Eric Borsak, and the real Betty Jean BJ Gooch.
0: Oh, interesting. So what, it really happened? Sounds like it. I'm going to look it up. I yeah, recognize. It's, it's, it's his account of the 2004 theft of some extremely valuable rare books from the University of Transylvania Library in Kentucky. And it is, quote, very, very factually accurate. He mm-hmm. said, I had the re- police reports and FBI files at my disposal, and I was very keen to stay as close to the facts as possible. So it must be he wrote a book, and then that book turned into. two. That's a kind of a loophole to life, you know? Commit, mm-hmm. a, commit a crime, write a book about it, make a movie, boom. Mm-hmm. Millionaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you
1: read the synopsis?
0: Yes. Good deal. Uh yeah, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. I'm I'm actually kind of pumped about this now. It's free on Tubi. Ah fuck.
1: Tubi, Crackle, Plex, Pluto.
0: That's all right. Um yeah, cool. Well, that's my pick, I guess. Welcome to the new year, American animals.
1: Amazon Prime. I don't know if that's freebie or if it's.
0: No, I think it Probably. is on Amazon Prime. Right. Yeah. There you go. All right. That is an average score of. Eighty for the mummy, <laughs> and, and yeah, you can catch us next week. Follow us on Instagram, like us on Spotify, give us five stars, or else we'll make Tate like whatever. Be the introducer, the narrator to your life. <laughs> I'm Introducing- gonna put a
1: scarab through your skin.
0: Ooh, see, that's good. I'll introduce anybody's life. That's fun. The, ex, the, the outro. The outro, yeah. Not as exciting. <laughs> um, I will sacrifice you and replace you with my hot Egyptian wife. Boom. Oh. Oh. Boom. <laughs> All right. We will catch you next week. At the moment. I don't remember anything of what you say at the end. <laughs> it's
1: because you don't listen.
0: It's probably like a minute longer than that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, listen. Well, it actually does pretty quickly, but that's because it's a radio man. Yeah. Radio man. All right.
1: My hair, I don't give a damn.
0: He's looking at you, kid. When you're terrific, if you're even good, the uh, dreams are made To is equally understood. Go on, Chloe.
1: I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship.
0: Hollywood.
1: Remember,
0: force will be with you always. It's bold in terms of jerking people around, but
1: I may have gone too far in a few places.
0: Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get laid. Hey!
1: Tate, do you want to lead the podcast?
0: Yeah, look at that voice.
1: Yeah, it's really bad.
0: <laughs> One sec.
1: It's really bad. Oops.
0: Just had to pour myself a little bit of vino. Yeah, how you feeling? Um, better
1: than yesterday.
0: Jeez, My voice sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, your voice sounds real tough.
1: Yeah, so I probably won't talk too much.
0: <laughs> what happened, you two? Why are both of you dying? Well, I guess Jacob's dying more than Tate is. Yeah. I'm on stage one I don't know. of death and stay- Jacob's on stage five.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's not, not too fun.
0: <laughs> is the fever over or no?
1: Hopefully. I don't think I have too much of one right now, but I think there's also a possibility that my body's just used to being over 100 degrees now. Yeah. That'll just never be below that.
0: Damn, that sucks. I feel like I didn't I mean I didn't get a serious cold. I just have this like really annoying cough going on.
1: 100.4, 100.8. 100
0: is 100 is where you start to feel it, I feel like. Yeah. Usually when you're at like 99, high 99s, you still don't really feel it too much and then once you get over It's gotten
1: like, up to as high as like 103.5, which yeah, is that's not fun.
0: Pretty high. That sounds like a radio station. Yeah, one hundred three point five.
1: <laughs> I mean, my station is <laughs> to Fever Radio. <laughs> Fever Radio.
0: Fever Radio. We Feel play the all hate. the coldest hits.
1: <clears throat> all right, can we start?
0: That yeah. wasn't a cough. That was an eight hundred eight drum.
1: <laughs> Lainey hates this.
0: What? I'm sure. Being Me sick. being
1: sick. Oh. She wants to leave the house so bad, and she wants. She's just needs so much attention.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's I just in days. my
1: fricking pocket. I'm like, dude, you got to chill. Yeah. <laughs> leave me alone.
0: Sage, what'd you make for dinner? I made, I made Momo. I sauteed some chicken breast. I roasted some purple potatoes and carrots. What do you mean sauteed some chicken breast? I cooked it in a pan. Yeah, okay. That's what sauteing is. Sauteing to me is like you lightly cook veggies. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> uh And then I made a sauce. Nice. I deglazed the fond with bourbon, added some lemon juice, threw in some mushrooms and shallots, and then some veal stock and finished with some heavy cream and chives. Nice. Mm-hmm. <coughs> All right. We're ready to do this thing. So you want me to do the whole intro and everything?
1: Everything. I can do the aggregators.
0: Yeah. Are right, you guys ready? Let me make sure my mic is not at like a million. Do you even know what to say?